Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Hey, welcome to Sports Unfolded, episode 14. Really excited to uh, be here tonight, uh, Ron. I know you're uh, you got to have one eye on that uh, Bruins game tonight. Oh, but... I forgot. <laughs> hey. But let's start off with our, uh, our leadoff story. So this week, uh, NBA had their uh, first ever play-in game, and the Boston Celtics won that game 118-100 to over the Washington Wizards. They're now going to face the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Do you think they have a chance to win the series? They have a chance. I mean, they the Brooklyn Nets are a little beat up. So that gives a little bit of an advantage for the Celtics to kind of even it up. I, I still ultimately think Brooklyn's going to win this. Especially so if Durant has been and everybody. So they the, the Brooklyn, the, the big three, if we want to call them the big three, they've only played nine games together. So far, so again, there's still some continuity there that they haven't had the experience on the floor. That helps Boston. But Boston's 0-4, even without the big three. They've lost two early games in the early in the season before they had uh, Harden. No Jalen Brown, so their second leading scorer. That's definitely gonna hurt them. Um, I don't think I don't think Boston gets out of the first round on this. I think no, this I don't is think so either. disappointment. Well, going by what I said at the beginning. Brooklyn's going to run all the way through. So, but going by that, I have to agree with that. So, I got the Nets winning in six games. Mm. Uh, we did a Facebook poll. Yeah, that might be. I'm, I'm giving Boston a, a couple, you know, a couple of those 50-point games from Tatum. Um, yeah, when he shows up. Yeah. Uh, so, Facebook poll, we uh, we ran a poll. Uh, 67% of the fans said that they do not believe Boston will beat Brooklyn. So, Fans consensus as well that they believe that it's it's pretty much one and done for the uh, Boston Celtics this season. Yeah, that's that's not good because this team should have been better. Yeah, and they did it to themselves, putting themselves in a hole. So they have no one else to blame. Yeah, well, I still blame Danny Ainge. <laughs> mm. uh, so Grizzlies met, uh, Warriors tonight. So uh, in the NBA, so that'll be exciting to watch. That's the uh, last playing spot for um, uh, the West. So we'll see how that turns out tonight. And we'll obviously be able to talk about some of that. But let's move on to some Major League Baseball. Major League. 41-year-old Albert Pujol signed with the L.A. Dodgers after his release from the Anaheim Angels. Do you think this signing will help the Dodgers? Um, Well, it can't hurt. (laughs) I mean, you're adding Pujols. And yes, he had a rough start. And I think as people get older, the start of the season is harder for them. So I think I think in the long run, this is going to help them a lot. So he was batting 198 with five home runs, 12 RBIs, 13 strikeouts in 24 games with the Angels. He's already batting 250. He's got two RBIs in three games with the, with the Dodgers. So you can already see maybe that – experienced lineup with LA can help him 
a little more. I mean, the Dodgers are down right now. Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger. It's two big injuries. Um, but that brings up our next topic, which is Mike Trout's out for the uh, Anaheim Angels for six to eight weeks. So, I you mean, mean you got to see that the Angels have to be kicked in themselves for releasing pool holes now. If you think about the timing, yeah, right? It just didn't. It definitely hurt them. Because whether he's going to put up the numbers like he did, which is highly unlikely, but having that bat, that threat, is huge. And when you're missing Trout, that's a big gaping hole. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you, do you think um, we should still consider Mike Trout the best player in baseball? I mean, that's always been the, the word going on. Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Again, if you think about what he's done with the Angels, they really haven't won much. I think he's been to one postseason since he's been there. Shame. Do you feel like he's the best player in baseball? Who was the best player last year? It's a good question. Mike Trout. <laughs> right. So until somebody knocks him off, yeah. So I was looking at it this way, though. He's batting 333, which sounds really good. <laughs> but it's only seventh in the uh, – in Major League Baseball, but he's in the top 10. He's 37th overall. He's tied for 37th overall in home runs with eight, 91st in RBIs. The team's 18 and 24. They're fourth in the West, which, again, we said they're definitely underachieving. Yeah. I but if, first. I don't even think he's the best player on his team right now as a hitter with Otani. He's got 14 home runs and 33 RBIs. Yeah, that's pretty he's, pretty good. He's not even any special though. And he's pitching. Yeah. So do we start to look at Otani as possibly being the best player in baseball? Yeah. When was the last time somebody like him was in the league? Babe Ruth. Exactly. It's been a long, long time. Right? It's Babe special Ruth. to see, to be honest with you. Anybody right. anybody that's out there watching baseball right now, enjoy it. Because you it got, doesn't happen. Yeah, you're not going to see this again. This, this is definitely something where when they brought him over, and there was a debate as to should he play, should he pitch, should he also hit. I didn't think it would happen because in Major League Baseball, it's not like it is overseas. You know, those guys do play the the field and, and hit, and he, it's it's amazing to see what he's doing over here with in the major leagues. It's like I said, it's a special thing to see. And think about those hundred year olds right now that got to watch Babe Ruth play. And now they get to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Otani, I mean, it's, it's something special. I, I'd say Mike Trout's got to look over his shoulder because he may not even be the best player on his team. Not right now. And we went through this with Sidney Crosby several weeks ago, how people kept thinking he was top five all time. We're looking at the same thing. Now, he's not the best player. He was last year, but it's a new year. So, how about this stat? Uh, currently, there's been six no-hitters thrown in Major League Baseball. Is this because it's solid pitching or the, the hitting has gotten worse? The ball. I think it's the ball. Oh, it's absolutely the ball. They Major League Baseball oh, yeah. actually came out and said that 
the ball is going to be done so that way it helps the pitchers this year. They said it. So I looked at it. The, this currently is the lowest batting average in the last 10 years. So 236 right now is the average. Terrible. Second worst was 245. So you're looking at almost a 10-point difference. ERA is at 395. The lowest was 373 back in 2014. Strikeouts, though, are the highest it's been in the last 10 years. It's gone up every year. Yeah, so they're almost they're going for home runs. Exactly. I don't think it's the pitching. It, I don't think it's the ball. I think it's that the, the league has changed where all it is, it's about hitting home runs. Trajectory. It, yes. You know, what What was that back in the day, back with the Barry Bonds and, and Mark McGuire, Chicks dig the long ball? Yeah. I think that these players came up in that era. They were kids then. So yep. you can see all they're really trying to do is hit home runs. They're not trying to hit for average. They're not trying to hit to move runners across or over. They're just basically trying to hit a home run. It's 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 all a bust. It's it's showing that nobody knows how to hit anymore. That's what it's showing. Those days of Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, you know, players like that, they're not there anymore. Because if you're not hitting home runs, you're not playing. And it's like that with almost every position now. So like you used to I, be able to get like a shortstop would be just defense. Yeah. Now, nope. Yeah. How many home runs can you get me? So this is this is the name of pitches that have thrown no hitters. And you tell me if you know which teams they play for. It's a little trivia for you. All right. Let's see how I do. I All don't right. know if I'm going to do well. I don't think you will, because these names, I was like, who is that? <clears throat> Joe Musgrove. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Plays for the Padres. Carlos Damn. Rendon. Oh, come on. These are the guys with no hitters? These are the guys with no hitters so far. Jesus. White Sox. John Means. Oh, that's Baltimore. There we go. You got one. Wade Miley. Oh, my God. He's still pitching? Yes, he is. Wait, is he in Cincinnati? He is. Good call. Two for two. Two and two. Spencer Turnbull. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. Detroit. Oh, Tigers. Sh- and then the only one that I really knew is Corey Kluber. Oh, yeah. Well, he just did that. Yeah, the Yankees. So you want to know the, the funny thing in the, that I, I really found interesting. Musgrove. And Kluber pitched the no-hitter against the Rangers. Randone and Miley against the Indians. And Means and Turnbull against the Mariners. So Okay, so we know who sucks. Those three teams need to fire their hitting coach. Yes. Because they're the only teams that have been no-hit twice now. Oh, my In Lord. the same season. That's this embarrassing. Year. That is, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, as I'm doing the research, I'm going, wait a minute, these are the same teams. So, realistically, it's the pitch, the hitting coaches on these teams must not be very good. Yeah, well, you know. So, you know who's not on this list? So, technically, there's been seven no-hitters pitched. Right, because it was seven innings. Bumgarner. Th- yeah. We talked about that already. We talked about this on the face-off. Yep. No-hitter. I think I won. 
You never win the face-offs. I Let's win. Be realistic. I always win. <laughs> so technically, there's that's really- the one that should count, <laughs> right? So there's been seven. It was a no legitimate hitters. team. <laughs> seven no hitters. So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I think Major League Baseball has to change that rule if they're going to change that double header rule because there should be seven technically right now. Right. Once again, if you're joining us, we are live on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on social media on Facebook and Twitter, at Sports Unfolded. Follow Rhode Island Broadcasting, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter. On Instagram, you can follow us at Sports underscore Unfolded. And our new podcasts, which are on Spotify and Anchored. So we're really excited about that. We're getting some traction on that. We're glad to see the fans are enjoying that piece of what we can bring you so that's really yeah, exciting you can see it, it well listen to it i should say yeah uh anchor spotify also google so oh. google podcast and several others awesome so that's good stuff all right let's uh let's talk some uh nfl nfl we're gonna talk uh the brian hoya has re-signed with the new england patriots it's a wow. one-year deal for the 35 year old quarterback what do you think? Okay, so this is going to hurt you. Uh-oh. I say that because if they're signing Hoyer, then I think there's a possibility that Cam Newton gets cut at some you're, point. You're crazy. This, hear me out. Okay, go ahead. Um, our favorite receiver, Edelman, mentioned that Cam isn't the one that really has the job. They they handed him the job thinking that that's going to be the best for him. But he's the one that has to beat out, you know, their number one draft pick. Mac Jones. Yeah. And, and that's what Edelman is saying. Not straightforward, but you read those beat between the lines, you, you know what he's saying. So I'm I, I I'm going a different direction. Six years with the Patriots, knows the system. He's not going to play, right? Obviously, he's not no. going to play unless you know there's stratic, catastrophic uh, injuries where they need him to. He knows that system. He's a coach at this point, right? They're going to utilize him. Start Cam this year. Let Mac Jones in that quarterback room learn the system. Learn from Brian Hoyer. Stidham's the odd man out here. To me, Stid- Jared Stidham's getting cut. It doesn't I don't make think sense. He is. What what's the point in keeping him? How do you? I, I really think they're hoping that Mac Jones takes the reins. Yeah, and I think that if that happens, Cam is getting cut, and then Hoyer would be stepping in to be the third quarterback and coach because he's going to be relied on for Stidham and Mac Jones, whoever does win it, which we know is going to be Mac Jones. Like, so we, I, I truly believe Mac Jones is going to be quarterback. I'm going to break some news to you right now. You're going to hear it here first. We're going to be all over the internet after this one. Julio Jones will sign with the New England Patriots. There's going to be a trade. And the reason he's coming to New England is because he wants to play with Cam Newton. And that's been thrown out there. If that happens... That would be joyous. So, to me, this so is So, if that year. does happen, then obviously Cam Newton would have to be 
I think they set this up. They grabbed Julio Jones. It justifies them keeping camp for the year. Now, is that official? It's not official yet. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. What do you mean going to happen? Or is it like it's, done? It's, it's not done. It's not done. That is okay. that is a that is a sports unfolded. So they stand by what I said. <laughs> sports unfolded exclusive that Julio Jones will be a New England Patriot before the season starts. Okay. We're calling it here on Sports Unfolded. And what I'm gonna tell you is that gives Cam the one year as they bolt up this season. Mac Jones learns with Brian Hoyer in that quarterback room. Mac Jones is our starting quarterback next season for sure. Hundred well, percent. Hopefully it does happen. That would be nice. Let's talk about another quarterback in the NFL. Wait, sorry, tight end. Mm. Tim Tebow has officially signed his one-year contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Didn't we go through this? Do you think he's going to – well, it wasn't official. It's official now. Yeah. Is he making the open-to-day roster? Yeah, because they're going to think it. it's too golden to make these trick plays. I mean, that's what they're going to do. So the wrong thing, but they're going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to throw out some names again. Did a lot of research this week. Yeah, sounds it. Chris Manhurts. Who hurts? Luke, Luke Farrell, Ben Elferson, and Tyler Davis. That's their other tight ends? That's their other tight ends. Oh my gosh. So between them, Man, Man Hurts has played six years, has 12 receptions in his career. He's played six years? <laughs> oh, my God. Luke Farrell's a rookie. He had Will 30... Farrell? What? Luke Farrell. Oh, Luke. Not, I think not, he said Will. Not Will Farrell. Not the actor. Probably better off. 34 receptions and four touchdowns in four years at Ohio State. Oh, he wasn't even good there. Ben Elferson has had one reception in two years. <laughs> and Tyler Davis, in two years, hasn't even had a single reception. Okay, there's so... A, there's a good shot he makes it as a tight end here. It's, it's sad that he's the top tight end on the team. Is that that crazy? That's, that's insane. As soon as we're like, why would they even try this? As I started to write these names down, I said, now it makes sense. It can't be any worse. Okay, so I'm going to say something. Remember a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about who would make the biggest impact yeah. for rookie quarterbacks? Yes. It's not going to be Jacksonville. They're not going to win six games. No. Okay. They're not winning. They're not so winning. We going, we're going with your boy in Ohio uh, from Chicago? Oh, absolutely. Fields it's is not even a question. I, I love it. I love it. We'll have to see how this all turns out. I can't you know, wait, to be honest with you. No, nah, it's going to be a fun season. I really do. I, I mean, and there's still so much left to go. We, we're talking September, so a lot we of get time. about what another four or five weeks for the Bruins playoffs. Yeah, maybe. Well, that's good segue, my friend, because we are on to the NHL. NHL, the playoffs have begun. Playoffs. Woo! How excited are you right now? So let's talk about some of these series and so far where we're at. So there's about there's five games tonight. One of which is starting about 10 minutes. I'm not going to yes. say which team. And I'm not near my remote. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, Pittsburgh's up 2-1 on the Islanders. Expected, correct? Yes. I think Pittsburgh's going to pretty much win that series e easily. I, uh, hey, I don't know. The Islanders could surprise you. 
Bruins are up 2-1 on the Caps. What not do we a got? surprise. No surprise? Uh, it's not a surprise, but it's a surprise the way they've been playing. So the Bruins have led for seven minutes into three games total. Yes. What's that tell you about the Caps? That they're not really that good. Right? So, Well, the B Boston, team almost beat them. If Boston can play their game and Pasta can get hot, we need yeah, Pasta. I'm to, expecting that tonight. Right? He's starting if, to look better. If we can get that, Marshawn stays, you know, off of these penalties, some of these chippy oh. penalties. They've got the two best players in the series. I mean, you got Ovi on the other side, but after that, arguably three best. Hall. Oh well, four. <laughs> Bergy. Okay, Bergeron. Yes, great point. So, I, I mean, Boston's key to going to the next round. They've got to win tonight, though. I think they've got to make it easier for themselves. Yeah, they, they have to come out flying. To be honest with you, they, like if you look at all the numbers, game one they got outplayed. Game two was kind of even. Game three, the Bruins had the advantage in all the stats. But by the eyeballs, it wasn't like that. Like, I'm watching these games, and I'm like, they're not playing well. But they're still doing it. <laughs> you know? And I got to give credit to DeBrusque. Like, he's had a fantastic series. Uh, like, Pasta's got to break out of it. And he did well yesterday, had chances. And I, and it just, just brings me back to COVID. Like, if he had COVID, he could have been feeling the effects for like a month, like a lot of other players do. And I'm starting to think maybe there was something wrong. And now he's just starting to gel. So I'm going to call it the Russell Westbrook effect that, I mean, Russell Westbrook, sometimes when he gets in the playoffs, he has these games. Do you realize that half of the games that Pasta's played in for the Bruins in the playoffs, that he's had zero points? I know. So he needs to really start to understand that. I mean, for them to be a championship team, he's got to be a contributor because he's he's the second best player on that team. It's It's like he tries to do too much. And then he becomes not effective at all because he's making bad decisions with his passes. Uh, just even upon entry in the opponent's zone, namely Washington. You know, he's he's not making the right decisions. So there are times where you get to dump it in and times where you skate it in and he's not making those right decisions. No, I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out tonight. What about the Hurricanes are up 2 nothing on the Preds? Don't they look good? Like, they're, they're really good. They're probably top five in the NHL right now, which is saying something because, like, it's Carolina. How about the Canadians? They're up one nothing. This one surprised me against Toronto. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I do. Because do you think it was just be a kick up on Toronto's point, uh, part, or do you think this might be a, uh, something that uh, this could be an upset? If Montreal wins tonight... I think Toronto's done. Well, they play tomorrow night, so tomorrow night. Oh, is it tomorrow? Their, their game's tomorrow night. Oh, okay, so tomorrow. If Montreal wins that game, Toronto is done. Done. How about the Jets? So uh, they're up one nothing on the Oilers. It's impressive. They play so well. And, you know, when you contain McDavid and Dreisaitl, that's, that's pretty big. 
but it's never been done for a long period of time, and they got to do it for three more games. So I don't see it. I see Edmonton coming out and beating them in game two and three and four <laughs> and five. <laughs> so there was a, it was just a hiccup. But they do have the better goaltender, so Hellebuck could actually win games on his own. And you know playoff hockey a lot of times. It's time all about goaltending. goaltending. So how about yep. the Avs? Avs are up 2 nothing on the Blues. This was expected. Done. Done. And it, it's amazing, too, because St. Louis is going to go out with a whimper. Sorry, Tori. <laughs> this was my upset alert, and I was calling the Wild. They were down 2-1, though, to the Golden Knights. They played they, well. They've played well. Um, it, it is Kaprizov. I mean, he's like a ball of energy. Like I, I, I think he's going to be a a top player in a couple of years. So I I'll be I'll be excited to see if I got that one right. Since you're the hockey guy, I actually hope you do. <laughs> you know, I would love to see it. Knock Las Vegas out. <laughs> All right, let's talk some more playoffs, though. We got NBA playoffs that just NBA. started. Uh, there's still one one game left to be determined, and that's the Grizzlies and the Warriors. But we'll go through real quick and get our picks on who we feel is going to win these series. So uh, let's start real quick with uh, the East, and we'll go 76ers and Wizards. 76ers. I, I, like, the, I like Washington, but uh, that's going to be a tough. But – you know, Westbrook, Beal, it's a good duo. I, I think it's going to be closer than what people think. But I'm still going to go with 76ers. Yeah, you got to go Philly. I, I just think Russell Westbrook, it, he's a stat machine. Because he could win by himself. But the problem is he can't win in the playoffs. And if you look at his teams, Whoa. his teams don't win. No. Do you, they, do you remember that? They started off, it was him. Harden and Durant. Yeah. And those three couldn't win a championship. You don't get much better than that in the NBA today. And somehow, I don't know what it is with Westbrook. Even when they played it when he played against Boston, he, he you know, he limped off the feet uh, off the court. You want to know what the problem is? He has to have the ball. And if he's not doing it, then he doesn't want to put in the effort. Yeah. And I mean, the Wizards have Beal, who's the second leading. He was the second, he was the runner up in, uh, in scoring. So, I mean, the two of them alone could possibly take it, but I think Embiid, who's an MVP candidate, you know, he's, he's turned that corner. He's becoming that superstar that we all expected him to be with the process. Oh, this, that's tough. That's tough. This is, this is my, my brain is telling me, yes, it should be the Sixers, yes. But I don't know. Right, well, that we'll could keep, be an upset. I'll be keep an eye on that. This one excites me. Knicks and Hawks. It's a good matchup. That's a very good matchup. You're talking defense, Knicks number one defense in the, in the league, going against Trey Young, who I believe will be the next Steph Curry. He, he by far, that shooting that he puts on, He's a clinic. He can distribute the ball. I mean, the Hawks overachieved, but if you think about it, they're a young team. What do they have to lose? 
Yeah, it should be a dynamite series. Um, but I think I do like the Knicks better. Yeah, we discussed this before. I think defense can beat, you know, good offense. Even if you're having a bad offensive night. Especially if it's a shooter. Yeah. Because, like, if you can get a string of stops against a team that shoots from the outside, say, that luck runs out and defense prevails. Bucks Heat. It's a good matchup. No. No. Bucks. Heat beat them last year in the bubble. Five games. Bucks. All right. He beat him last year in the bubble. You sure? Yep. Okay. You don't I'm think not... that the Bucks remember this? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that as well because I just think Giannis is he, he's, he's on a mission. He's going to be ready. <laughs> he's on a mission. He's going to right be ready. Uh Nets Celtics. <laughs> Nets. We have we have to call it. I mean, we have to just say it. I mean, come on. Celtics Bye. all the way, right? Maybe six, <laughs> but I doubt it. Yeah, the Brooklyn gets that one. I think all the highest seeds win uh, in the East. Uh, I don't think there's going to be an upset. The only one that's questionable, maybe the Hawks in the uh, the Knicks. Mm, I'm just saying, that if, uh, if, you, if there was a close... If I was match, picking an underdog, I'd be Washington. Okay, I like where you're going. All right, uh, in the West, we got the Jazz facing either the Grizzlies or the Warriors. Let's just assume, for argument's sake... It's going to be the Warriors. Yeah, I believe that's what it's going to be. <sighs> it's a tough matchup. It is. Um, and I, I just, I'm not sold on the Jazz. If it's, if it's the Warriors, I'm taking Warriors. All right. I like where you're heading there. I'm going to go Jazz, but I think it's going to be a seven-game series. I think it's going to be a grind. Yeah. It's not going to be an easy one. No, it's not. This is a fun matchup as well. Clippers and the Mavs. Luca. Mavs. Got the Luke. Luca. I'm taking Mavs. Really? Paul George. Yep. No. Kawhi Leonard. Yep. No? Nope. Taking Mavs. I'm going Clippers, man. I just think, I don't know. I think it's too early for the Clippers to go out. They rested some players. They're ready to go. I I love Luca. Let's not get that. I do. But. I, I think they overachieved. I think it, it's really, you know, him. Do they have any injuries? Uh, what's his name? What's the center they have they got from the Knicks? Porzingis. Porzingis. He gets hurt all the time. I mean, he's in and out. He I don't think he can play more than two, three games without an injury. So, so if he plays three games? Yeah, I like the odds. They, they lose. It's a seven-game series. Okay. Nuggets. Nuggets trailblazers, and I know how you feel about the Nuggets, but Dame time. Oh, that's so tough. Think, that's, think, that's the toughest series right there. That, that's a coin flip. Can I? I, I I'm going to go Denver on this. I see. I, I want Dame to win, even if it's not the whole thing. I just want to see this guy get out of the first round of the playoffs. I just feel like it's he's due. So, with that being said. It's Denver. Denver it is. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun it's one. It's tough. And, we're gonna, and this is going to be on our face-off. So you might be able to give up your answer now, currently. Suns, Lakers. 
Wow. Lakers. Well, I'm going underdogs in three Ooh. of them. Oof. Love what the Suns did. Love Chris Paul. I think, again, if you look at it, that, that team uh, is has done amazing things, Phoenix. Chris Paul is another one of those playoff guys that just somehow can't seem to get it done. Exactly. Devin Book is a superstar. Kid can shoot the lights out. I, I love eight, and I think that kid, he's hes a hes a solid big man. But I still has, feel like, how do you beat LeBron? How do you beat LeBron? Has anybody on the Suns ever made it out of the first round? No. Well, Chris Paul right. had. He has. But, I mean, his, his team's just for some reason. I, I think with the Clippers back in the day, he definitely, he definitely uh, you know, yeah. They, they, but they, I think they lost in the, the Western Conference Finals. And uh, I mean, you're talking about LeBron, who's had plenty of rest now. Anthony Davis, who's had plenty of rest now. So they've proven that they uh, they could win it all last year. So I, I, I think it's too early to count them out yet. So and three of the series, I picked the underdogs. That's pretty impressive. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> that never happens in the NBA either. Ever. Ever. It's very rare. Usually the teams with the best players get the wins, but. But this could be the first. It could be. And you've called it. Yep. Ron, what time is it? Well, it's not playoff time. Not playoffs. We're done with the playoffs, baby. Oh, it's pick and roll. Pick and roll, my friend. You pick them and you got to roll with them, my friend. This well, is I'm a fun one. i the hell out of you. All right, I like it. I'm uh, I'm gonna go first this week because you went first last week. But um, what we're doing our pick and roll on this week is how would you rank these all-time pro rivalries? So that was important, pro, because there's a lot of great college rivalries out there. But this is all about pros, and the teams were, we went with the Yankees Red Sox rivalry, the Lakers Celtics, Dodgers Giants, Packers Vikings, and Bruins Canadians. No soccer. No soccer. I just couldn't. I mean, couldn't do it, my friend. Couldn't do it. We'll we'll break oh, down. Soccer. See, I think you missed out on like tennis, though. Yeah, yeah. We well, Jimmy I did and Mac team sport. I'm doing team team sport. Oh, okay. We could do individuals. That might be one down the road. I like that idea as well because there's some really good ones out there. But um, I'll start off. My number five. I had the Packers Vikings. Uh. It's 65, 55, and three all time. The Packers are ahead in that matchup. Uh, interesting thing was, I, as I was doing it, 18 players have switched teams where they've played for both teams at some point. Biggest name being Brett Favre at one point when he went over to the oh, Vikings. Bro. But I, I felt like this wasn't the biggest because I could honestly say that the Packers Bears might be even bigger than the Vikings. That Packers Bears. Um, rivalry might top this one, so it's it's kind of tough. At number four, I went with the Bruins and the Canadians. Mm. And uh, what I would say is this: four hundred and sixty-nine, three forty-five, and one hundred and three Canadians. So the Canadians have won over a hundred more games than the Bruins. One hundred and six to seventy-one in the playoffs, Canadians. The interesting part, though, these two teams have played more games than any other two teams in the NHL, the original six. So 
from a standpoint of the amount of games. But when you talk share rivalry, it's not close. To me, Montreal's had an edge if you look at overall. I mean, Boston's been better lately from an overall standpoint. But if you look at overall, I mean, the numbers were there. Number three, I had the Lakers Celtics. 162 and 32 for the Celtics. 43 and 31. Again, the Celtics. And to me, this was more about past history. So the 80s, if you talk about Celtics, Lakers Celtics today, it doesn't have the same meaning it did back in the 80s. The 90s, the Celtics were atrocious. So they weren't, it wasn't even a relevant series. Then you had the two in 2000 where they got to at least play each other, where they split those championships. But the rivalry to me is is not what it used to be. You're talking about a 30, 40 years ago to today. So that's why I put them there. At number two, this was probably my the most interesting one to me, was the Giants-Dodgers. 1,259 to 1,238 for the Giants. So it's very close, the series, if you think about all the games they've played. But the interesting part of this and that I found the most interesting was both teams started in New York. Manhattan with the Giants and the, the Dodgers with Brooklyn. When the Brooklyn Dodgers decided they were going to move to L.A., the team actually talked to the Giants and convinced them to go over to, to, to San Francisco so they could continue the rivalry. But the interesting part about this was Major League Baseball decided since New York lost two teams, they were going to award them another team, which was the New York Mets. And the way the New York Mets got their colors was, and I didn't know this, they took the blue from the Dodgers and the orange from the Giants, and that's how the, the, the New York Mets got their colors because they wanted to make sure that rivalry still was in New York. So to me, that's a big part to say how, how important that rivalry was. So obviously my number one was the Yankees-Red Sox. And the Yankees clearly have, uh, you know, about a 200-win advantage. But you talk about when you talk about that rivalry and the curse and the 86 years and what that meant to baseball for as a, the amount of time that that lasted and just the, the shared – Willingness of those two teams that every year they were one, two usually, and they competed. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't put them. I had to put them first. I just felt like the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, even when both teams aren't very good, those two fans, you can't put those two fans in the same room and there's not going to be some kind of argument or some kind of fight. Cause it's just so passionate when the two of them play each other. So to me, that was the number one all time sports rivalry in, in pro sports. Done. Shock me. Okay. So I'm going to use some of what you said against you. I love it. So number five, I have the Lakers and Celtics. Because like you said, back in the 80s. Yeah. Well, 30 years later. 40 now, technically. Well, yeah, 40 now. Right. Does it even matter? No. So to me, there is no rivalry anymore. And they only face each other if they both make the championship. And we know that's going to happen this year. <laughs> Maybe not for a while. So I have them at number five. 
And Celtics have the advantage in that, by the way, just in case you did not know. They do, yep. Celtics also had an 18-game win streak against them. Didn't know if you know that. that is- All right, number four, I have the Packers and Vikings. I am listening. I'm going to be offset for a second. Go ahead. So Packers and Vikings, um, basically you gave the numbers, but they've only faced each other in the playoffs twice. We have one and one. Wow, I didn't know so, that. So not really anything there. No, good point. Not, not really exciting. So to me, not a rivalry. Uh, number three, I have Dodgers Giants, and their records are so close. You know, we're talking, what, 21 victories spread apart all of time? But one problem. They've never played each other in the playoffs. Never. Never. No rivalry that is worth speaking of. Okay. So that leaves two. I I knew the Bruins were going to be in the top, or one of the tops. I know. I knew you. And – for all time, I've always thought it was the Yankees and Red Sox was the best one. My mind has changed, and I'll tell you why. Yes, the Yankees have the advantage, but that's what drives Boston. They just despise anything New York. Doesn't matter what it is. Anything New York. But what you see the last... I don't know, decade, maybe 15 years. It's kind of cooled. Ever since Veritech and A-Rod, that was, that was the end of the real fire. But number one is Bruins Canadians. It doesn't matter who's bad. Whenever you play each other, they hate the other team. Hate them. So it doesn't matter if Montreal's at the bottom and in last place. When those two teams play, it's always like you want to drive them into their. Uh, it's just doesn't no, it doesn't matter. If the Bruins are bad. Same thing. It doesn't matter if you are not making the playoffs as long as you beat Montreal. That's what matters. That's the season. So if you lose to them, you lost. Doesn't matter how good you are. You lost to Montreal. Doesn't matter. So I, I, you can't tell me that you don't feel the same way about the Yankees Red Sox matchup. I do, but lately I, it's I, not like that. I, I can't find you. Find me a Yankee fan today that would say something good or positive about the Boston Red Sox, or vice versa. I've said something good about the Yankees. Which was? I them to win the division. <laughs> yeah. That was painful. And, and you said it was painful. Because it is. regardless of how good you know they are, as a Boston Red Sox fan, you can't tell me at any point in time that you want the Yankees to win. But see, when and it, it comes don't to the Yankees, I accept those losses. I accept them. But when it came to Montreal all those years, 
it was like the league wanted them to win. And it seemed like the referees would always make calls at the end of the game against the Bruins. Or if you're Detroit, you would get calls against you because I've seen it. And it's just a pure hatred to Montreal because the way they come off, it's it, you hate them. And, and again, it's not the same. As we do these every week, and you can see, so as you being the hockey guy and me being more the the, the football, basketball guy, you can see how we kind of rank them. So that's pretty funny because uh, – Can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Think about all the players that played in Boston Red Sox that have played for the Yankees and vice versa. Now try to remember some <laughs> that played for Montreal or vice versa. I can't think of many. There's a couple, but they weren't good players. And, and I would agree. I probably, I, I probably could have went uh, Lakers Celtics uh, at five. I, I, I think that you're, you're, we both made the point. And I think I just, I, I was. In, like you say every week, it, these lists, no matter how we order them, they're not wrong. Yeah. Now, and again, if the fans are out there and the fans are watching, which we do appreciate, let us know how you feel. Which rivalry do you feel would be the Come on, Dan, Tim. It's rivalry, right? Once again, if you're joining us, we're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. We're on every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on social media on Facebook at Sports Unfolded and on Twitter at Sports Unfolded. On Twitter for Rhode Island Broadcasting at Broadcasting RI. On Instagram on Sports underscore Unfolded. And join us on our newly formed podcasts. Uh, Spotify and Anchor, and also Google, you said, Ron? Yes. So a couple outlets there. So, again, if you can't watch us live, you can always listen to us in your car or listen to us on your radio or however you stream. Um, but, but anything you can do to support Sports Unfolded, we appreciate it. We appreciate all our fans out there. Thank you. It is face-off time. And as usual, I usually win. So um, You don't win. I have the edge a lot, actually. Let's uh, – so what we're going to argue today in our face-off is do we – do you feel that the the L.A. Lakers can repeat as NBA champions? One of us has to be for it. One of us has to be against it, that they will not repeat. Um, we got some fans out there, if any of the fans want to chime in. If not, Ron, I'll let you pick since I got to go first. Oh, I guess I'll be for – so you're for them Sorry. repeating. So I'm against them repeating. All right. So let me let me get my thoughts together here because I want to make sure I, I clearly win again. <laughs> for like the second time. Hey, wow. Um, episode 14 tonight. I think I've won at least half. No. I'm gonna I'm ready. So how I look at it is this way. How can you pick them to defend their title when A, they're the seventh seed in the West? They've had several injuries. They haven't played together. Anthony Davis, there's no guarantee that he's not going to get hurt. Every game he's played, he's had some different injury. LeBron is clearly a year older, more playoffs. I think you had mentioned one uh, one time that LeBron's played almost two seasons of uh, just playoff basketball. So you talk about the wear and tear on his body and what he's been through. And I honestly, I don't know if it was just because of the bubble. I don't think they were as good as advertised last season. There are far better teams in the West this season 
that um, they clearly could be upset. Um, so I can't see them winning the championship again. Uh, I don't even think that Anthony Davis is going to finish the playoffs. So with him being out, LeBron can't carry that team on his own. No way they repeat. And I'm done. Are you there? I think I may have lost you. I think I'm arguing with myself here. Ron, we are frozen, ladies and gentlemen. That's how good a face-off I did. I beat you. You couldn't even talk. <laughs> if you're joining us, we're on Sports Unfold. We're live. We're having some technical difficulties. Uh, Ron is working vigorously to get his end uh, repaired. Um, so we are on our face-off, which uh, basically our face-off is uh, one of us argues for and one of us argues against a topic. And today's topic was, can the Lakers beat the uh, be repeat champions? So um, I clearly am going to win this one because uh, Ron can't even get his argument out. So on that note, episode 14, I'm clearly the winner here. I appreciate uh, all the fans that are out there tuning in live. We do have some live views tonight. So uh, appreciate that. Um, follow us on uh, Sports Unfolded at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter. Um so we have a couple of uh, opportunities there um, to definitely follow us, uh, like, comment, share our page. Um, you know, let us know what you think of the show. Let us know if you have any ideas um, for anything uh, that we can do differently. Uh, you know, comment even while we're, we're filming our show, we can take live comments. So uh, anything you can uh, provide us there, we appreciate as well. Uh, it just helps uh, feed the show, helps us continue to, uh, you know, cover topics that you may be interested in and obviously topics that maybe you want to hear about. Uh, we are excited to announce that uh, we will be doing a Sports Unfolded presents the Wrestling Den, which will have a wrestling theme. Uh, I got uh, a couple of my uh, keys will be... Uh, discussing wrestling and topics on wrestling, um, which will be new uh, that we will uh, present to next week uh, as an off branch of Sports Unfolded because uh, we know the fans out there have wanted to listen to wrestling or hear some wrestling talk. So we want to provide that to you. Um, so stay tuned and look out for that. We'll be advertising it all next week to let you know which day you can tune in so that you can uh, clearly follow uh, any wrestling talk that you may uh want to hear. Um, really excited to see this uh, show take off um, with the wrestling den. And uh, we're going to go to predictions, um, which Ron is still working on his technical difficulties. But uh, we're going to go to predictions now at this point. And uh, we're going to talk um, on 523, the Cubs at the Cardinals in Major League Baseball. And Ron's going to text me in his answers. So Cubs, Cardinals. He's going cards. I'm going to go Cubs just because I want to be different. Ron did win last week. He had his uh, – he was 1-0 last week on the one game we did go. Again, he won. Yes, you won again. Three straight, I believe. Uh, NHL, we got uh, on 523. It'll be game five. Game five of the Bruins and the Capitals. And that's at Washington. K 
caps because the B's got to win tonight. So um, I'm going to go Bruins, and the Bruins are going to going to take over that series in Game Five. Uh, on five twenty-two, we got the Celtics at the Nets. That's Game One. Celtics at Nets. He's going Nets game one. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with him that I think the Nets take the game the first game uh, pretty handily. Boston doesn't play well on the road, and uh, they haven't played well all season. So, uh, if you're just joining us, um, we are in Rhode Island broadcasting. We're on it every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter. Follow Rhode Island Broadcasting on Twitter at Broadcasting RI. Follow Sports Unfolded on Instagram on Sports underscore Unfolded. And you can follow us on our new podcasts, which are on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. So just a few different ways for uh, the fans out there to be able to get in touch with us and listen to us. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed the show tonight. I know we had some difficulties at the end here. But uh, if you are, join us next week uh, where we're going to obviously talk more uh, NBA playoff talk. So we'll have some of these series that have already started and have some uh, interesting takes on where those series will be going. And NHL playoff talk. Um, some series might be done. We might be starting our second series. So we'll be excited to see how we've, our predictions have turned out for that. Uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, uh, basically how we finish our show off is we do a final thought. And our final thought could be about any topic. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, a sports related. Um, since I am the only one on tonight, I will go um, with uh, my final thought. My final thoughts on Marv Alberts. Um, Marv Alberts has always been one of those commentators that uh, I've looked up to. I know he's had a check it pass and some of the things that he's done in the past. But if you think about some of the great calls he's made, uh, especially during his Jordan years and how he brought basketball to life, um, he's going to be missed. He's retiring uh, after this uh, playoffs with TNT. And he's just somebody that I admired from a from a from afar as a commentator, because he, he's probably one of the first individuals that made me really enjoy sports when you watched it, because he he brought something to the game. He brought energy. He brought passion. You could tell that he cared about what was going on on the court, and it wasn't um, because it was his home team. He, he did all teams, and uh, he brought that same passion. But I'll always remember those ninety calls with the with Michael Jordan and. And just how he brought that to life and how he created that whole aura of Air Jordan. So, Marv, I wish you well. Um, hopefully, uh, whatever you decide to do uh, with your retirement, um, things go well. But it's been, I believe, 60 years or over 60 years. So it's been a great career for you. And um, I wish you well in, in your future and enjoy that retirement because you brought a lot of happiness to a lot of basketball fans. And hopefully you get the same now in uh, your retirement piece. Um, so once again, thank you for joining us tonight. Episode 14 of Sports Unfolded. Appreciate all our live views. Ron, I know you're having some technical difficulties. I know you would uh, love to say uh, goodnight to the fans. But um, once again, fans out there, you guys have a great night and appreciate all the support.